Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you to the ESW, Jay, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Fabe, Embers, William P, Lady, Claire, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, John M, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Alice Dash, Totoro and Bunnykins, Butte Payne, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Jam Today, and Run for Cover. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, Patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Dara, I know you're going to be shocked, but today's episode is inspired by TikTok. What? I know we never do that, do we? What the fuck? It's like... Not everywhere. No. Who who what's TikTok, by the way? I don't yeah. even know. It's it's a social media thing. That's why that's, you don't know. That's why I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that we do this a lot, but like it is pretty prevalent and it is something that people pay attention to. And there's a lot of crossover between our listeners and people who've in their viewership. So why not? Well, and for me, because as I've mentioned, I have zero vanilla friends. My friends are all other kinksters. We sort of, when we talk about things, we've already got assumptions based upon our experience, our knowledge, whatever. And to be able to talk to people who may not be as experienced and knowledgeable as we are and have them ask questions makes me go, huh, okay, that's something we should be talking about. I feel the same. I think that's a really good idea. Okay. This episode was inspired by Goddess Luna Lou. I will give a shout out to her, credit to her. She asked this question based upon something else she had seen. And the question was, will you play with a kinkster who is not sober? And your answer caused another kerfuffle from what I remember. Well, the problem was, is it was no nuance November when this whole thing went down originally. So, yeah, you that's another TikTok thing. No nuance November. The what? point is, yes, you you don't have to explain something. You just state it and there's no nuance to it. Who but, comes up with this crap? I don't know. Okay. Not me. Okay. Just move not on. that clever. My my head is going to explode, but that's cool. Right. So, I answered, "No. I will not play with somebody who is not sober because that's my personal risk profile." And for more information about risk profiles, check out our episode in the past that we've done about that subject. Well done. Thank you. Nice. I try. Nicely plugged. <laughs> <laughs> and then the further question was, what about medication? And th- unfortunately, that requires more nuance. But it made me think we need to do an entire episode about kinking or not kinking under the influence. Absolutely. And by influence, we mean so much more than just alcohol. 
So yeah, typically under the influence refers to alcohol. In more recent years, it has referred to what What do you think? Uh, I would say the more harder drugs, but I think the law has included pot in that, like under the influence of pot. Well, for for this episode, I'm going to include pot as part of being under the influence. Oh boy, have I got stories about that. Because we've been at many a kink party where there were people partaking mm-hmm. of the green stuff. I want to say more words, but like that's we there's so many words that could be applied to that. But we're also talking about prescription medications. Yes. In this instance, I'm also going to be talking about things like mental health because of headspace. Well, in headspace, you've got so much more going on because there's anger, extreme emotion of any kind. What about being very tired? Oh, being exhausted is definitely because it's what was the phrase that was used? Mind altering? Yes. It is mind altering. I don't care what anybody says. If you're not in your your straight up normal, whatever your normal is, I mean, I don't know, maybe your normal is furious at everything and everyone all the time, uh, in which case... Get help. Yeah. That's probably not <laughs> the healthiest way to live, but that's whatever. That's It's, it's just sometimes... Or like severe depression. Yeah. If you're not in the right mental health space. Like I was telling somebody else, there's been many an incident where I've been at a party and I have an event, I have a scene planned because, you know, Virgo, everything's already planned in advance. And my top has come to me and said, I'm really sorry, not in the right headspace to play today. I won't be able to do the scene. Right. So when I'm saying under the influence, it is so much more than alcohol. But we're going to go over all these. So let's start with the fact that in the United States... I don't know about other areas. Our listeners can let us know. We have rules about operating a car, right? When you any, can't, any kind of machinery, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't go if you passed a specific legal blood alcohol limits. I've had medications where there's a nice little warning label on them about operating heavy machinery. I had to. I had a medical procedure a few months ago where I had to take a Valium, and they wouldn't let me take it before I got there. I had to have somebody drive me there. Then while under the supervision of a nurse, had to take the medication, the Valium. Uh, no. First, I had to sign the consent form. Then I took the Valium. And then they waited a certain period of time. They didn't actually do that part. They didn't wait for it to kick in. But that's a whole different mm-hmm. can of worms. But um, I, I couldn't sign the consent form after I took the Valium. I had to sign it no. before. Right. And that's that for me is a huge part of why I won't play with somebody under the influence. I need to, and that's whether I'm the bottom or the top, from a top standpoint, I need to have 100% confidence that they are able to consent. Like I did a scene last night with somebody brand new to the lifestyle. And he said to me, he goes, well, since this is the first time I'm doing this, I'd really like to push it. And I'd really like to to see how much I can take. And my response to him was, I don't want to do that because I don't want you caught up mm-hmm. in the fun and excitement right now in the party energy, the excitement of, of getting to do your first scene. And then you agree to all this. And then tomorrow you have regrets. And that is what we call frenzy when you're very, very excited and your adrenaline right. is pumping and you want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. 
that is also not the correct headspace to push your limits. And to me, that's under the influence. It's under the influence of frenzy, the party atmosphere, the excitement. The adrenaline. The adrenaline going. And it's important that the next day, when you've come down from all of that, that there are no regrets. Because as a top, and I'm sure this has happened to other people, your bottom says yesterday, and then tomorrow they have regrets. And now all of a sudden, they're blaming you. Mm -hmm. You should have known better. Why did you let me do this? Because you fucking said you consented to it before we even did the scene. Right. How, what, I'm not in your head. Sorry. I, yes, my responsibility, I, I have responsibilities to you as the bottom. I have responsibilities for the scene. I can't be responsible for everything. True. You're not a mind reader. Nope. And so for me, I make it safe for myself as the top by just not playing with somebody who is altered So in their minds. Mind right. altered, yeah. Right. And for example, I have a similar one. You you wouldn't do the extreme scene with somebody who is brand new at a party the first time. I refuse to do certain parts, certain aspects with my TENS unit when I have a client for the first time. I flat refuse to use certain things on the TENS unit. So for one person, I was like, you're very, very new to this. Let's just start with the wand, start with the basics, not even going to touch the TENS unit. Another person who is not new to kink has their own, has done Electro before, but is new to me. I did the TENS unit, didn't do the anal plug. There are always going to be things that you can push. He, I've had clients who want to do Electro sounding. I'm like, nope, I'm not trained in that. I'm not going to do that until I am trained and comfortable. There are limits. I can always expand. But if you want to do something where you're like caught up in the moment and say the person changes their mind halfway through the scene. Yes, I totally want to do this. I, I really want to do this. My responsibility is the top right there is to go, nope, we already talked about it before the scene started. You're high as fuck right now. No. Not going to happen. Right. And then, I mean, as as being the bottom, not wanting to play with somebody who is intoxicated that's easy. Everybody understands that, right? They don't yeah. have the control. Their balance may be off. And especially for me, because the level I play at, you know, I'm going to, I did a scene where we played with spiked paddles and blood was drawn. If I have a top who is intoxicated, that is just asking for trouble. Yeah. They're, they might hit the wrong spot and puncture something that they shouldn't puncture. Right? They might reach for the wrong implement. And there's a very specific way when you hit with a spiked paddle, you have to go straight in and straight out. Oh, yeah. That does the minimal amount of damage. You can't come at an angle. You can't take it out at an angle. It uh. needs to be. Sorry, I'm giving graphic. Mm, nope. All right. But this is why we need kinksters who their judgment is not impaired. Their reflexes are not slowed. And they can make split second decisions in order to keep everybody as safe as possible. Well, what if they have social anxiety before coming to the party or to the club and they take a Xanax? A lot will depend on their how their body is used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, as we know, when you start taking a new medication, sometimes there is an adjustment period. I had to take a medication that my doctor warned me it was going to lower my blood pressure and I was at risk of passing out. So I made the very conscious decision to start the medication over a holiday where there was an extended time where I wasn't leaving my house. So I wasn't worried about getting in a car, wasn't worried about 
being somewhere and potentially freaking everybody else out. And I was in, I would not have felt safe playing with somebody as either the top or the bottom. Yeah, I'm just now thinking like, if you're on blood pressure medication, those are medications that might alter your frame of mind because they're keeping your blood pressure steady. But if you miss it, your blood pressure might drop or your blood pressure might elevate. And then that actually causes your brain to go a little bit wonky. Mm -hmm. Well, this was part of the kerfuffle that was happening Mm -hmm. because I did state that I was not comfortable if, if, it was a big if, if the prescription medication was altering your mind. I was not comfortable with that. And that includes now, things like Xanax and all right. that, right? Now, what people could not understand because you've got, you know, I mean, only so many characters you can respond in a comment is I'm talking about not the medications you take on a daily basis. Your body has built up. It's adjusted to it. If you've got AD, ADD or ADHD and you're taking medicine, I think less of the medication you're taking is being mind altering and more is it being mind fixing. Because well, it's putting you back at an even keel. Stabilizing, I would think, is the anything that is mind stabilizing and getting you to a level that your doctor thinks that you your doctor has decided you need to be. Right. Whatever that level is. You, your doctor have worked that out, whatever your stabilization point is. But if we're talking about like under the influence and mind altering things of things that you do every once in a while to like party a little bit. That's different. Well, pain medication, right? So we'll talk about two instances here. It was actually somebody uh, very kindly responded. This individual made a post about their ADD medication. They were new to the medication. They were still making adjustments and figuring out what level worked and what didn't. They were going to a kink event where they knew they would be doing scenes. And they made what I consider, my opinion, folks, so don't at me. We have opinions. Right? We're they, allowed. They made the very responsible decision. They could have either chosen not to play, which in their mind they didn't want to do since they were going to the special kink event. Instead, they chose not to take the medication because they did not feel they would be a safe player since they had not yet stabilized on this medication. Mm. And I'm okay with that. I think that's. I think that was the responsible right decision to not play while taking that medication. Now, in a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, once they've stabilized and they figured out the right medicine at the right dosage at the right time, and they're stabilized, I would have no problem playing with them Mm -hmm. at all. I've done stuff where I, oh, you remember that? Okay, perfect example, where in the middle of a scene, I, as the top, veered into a not good headspace and was no longer able to play. It was when I witnessed your butterfly. Oh, so it's my fault. Again. 100%. Always your fault. Anytime I'm not in the right headspace, it's It's clearly Rara's fault. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So I witnessed your butterfly scene. I was suddenly not in the right headspace because all the blood rushed out of my head and my bottom called the scene. We've told this story numerous times, but it's definitely applicable here. I was no longer in the right headspace to play. There was something literally altering my brain function. I was, but it wasn't a drug. It wasn't a narcotic. It wasn't any kind of medication. It wasn't alcohol. It was the blood rushing out of my head because I witnessed something that I don't like and I have a phobia for. Yeah, which is why I keep doing it because 
I'm a sadist in addition to being a masochist. I am rolling my eyes so hard right now. She did it yesterday. But again, Rara always very fairly gives warning. I give warning before the party even begins. So before Dara ever steps foot in my dungeon, she knows there will be blood. And I always move to the spot right where the blankets are kept. Right. And then we always warn her, okay, I'm getting ready to do the scene, Dara. Be prepared. It's really cute because at this point, the entire party joins in that warning. (laughs) And then they make me comfortable under the blanket. And then people are like, okay, do you need me to go get you anything that's over in that area? No, leave me alone. Yeah. (gasps) I got got reprimanded last night because I yelled out, okay, Dara, he's taking out the spike paddle. He's getting ready. And, And John reprimanded me. He's like, I'm in charge. I'll tell her. That's my stop, my job. And, yeah. And then all he did was like wave it in my face. He's like, hey, I'm going <laughs> to use this now. I'm like, can I get my phone? It's right next to where you are. Just, just don't do anything yet. And I like darted in, grabbed my phone, ran back out, ran to the seat that was over by the blankets. I grabbed the blanket. I was under it. And then people were like, oh, do you need help? I'm like, no, leave me alone. I'm, I'm concentrating. I'm not fainting. <laughs> <laughs> But you've come a long way. It used to be, you had to like leave the dungeon. Oh, yeah. Now you can be in the dungeon. You just can't look. Well, I'm so used to the sound now, the thwack, thwack, thwack kind of noise <laughs> that like that doesn't phase me anymore because it's, it, I'm like, okay, well, she's just getting hit as the huge. So it's not like it goes thwack, drip, thwack, drip, thwack, drip. No. Are are you a faucet? Rara's ass is a leaky faucet for blood, apparently. Drip, drip, drip. She's dying. I guess drink? Do we have drinks? Where are drinks? Mine is upstairs. Okay, should we preface this by saying... She's crying! Okay, should we preface this by saying we had... I hosted a party last night in the dungeon. I did four scenes. I don't know how many you did. And didn't get to sleep till something like three, four in the morning. And then was up early because I knew we were recording. So we're fucking tired. We're under the influence right now, just so you know. Yeah. But uh, I- like I'm in no condition to be playing right now. Here's the thing, though. But I am in a condition apparently to record episodes. But, so there. But here's the thing. This... <laughs> Is our usual state of mind for recording. <laughs> overly tired, overly caffeinated, and slap happy as fuck. Like, I feel like this is what they've come to know and love about our podcast. It's it's to be expected Aww, at this point. They love us. They really love us. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I hope you guys do. Is that why you keep listening? Or is it just that we're huge, massive like, fuck ups and it's, it's like, like watching a train, train wreck? wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's entirely possible. All right, let's get back on track. We can do this, right? Yeah, so anyway. Was that supposed to be your whip sound? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Shut up. Anyway, so, (laughs) yeah, so you can be under the influence in lots of different ways. We already went over that part. Where are we? (laughs) Let's talk about, we were talking about the prescription medicines. Right. Specifically. Right, right, right. Now, somebody who's on, let's say, Adderall regularly. I would be more concerned about playing with them if they forgot to take it than if they did. Yeah. Well, because once you're stabilized, you kind of need it. And then your mind is altered when you're off of it. Exactly. If I'm bottoming to you, I need to have faith and trust 
that before you spank me, tie me up or do whatever you're doing to me because I've given up control, that you are fully present in the moment and that nothing is impairing your judgment. So this should automatically be a part of your negotiation when you are talking, even if somebody that you play with regularly, I feel like this is something that should be regularly asked. Are you on any medications that I should know about? Have you discontinued any medications recently that I should know about? And what are the effects of discontinuing or recently being on? Well, and that, that leads to an interesting question that was brought up. How much do you owe, how much information do you owe your partner? Do I need to know that somebody has ADD, ADHD, and is taking medication? So in that case, just say the, you know, whatever you said. When I said, can't talk today. In that case, when you said, if they're off the medication for some reason recently, and do we need to know about that? I feel like, yeah. Because then I can make an informed choice not to play with you if you just forgot it today and you're different than normal and your headspace is not the same as all the other previous scenes that we've done. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I take this medication. It's for kidney issues, but it's oddly enough, it's actually a blood pressure medicine that is used. I forgot what there's a technical term for it off the books or, or whatever the the thing is, alternate uses. It will affect my blood pressure mm-hmm. now because I've been on it for almost a year. It's very stable. I'm not worried that it's going to cause me to pass out. It's going to cause me to faint or anything. I don't actually tell people before I see with them that I'm taking this. Now, when they ask me anything medical I need to know, because I've taken the medicine like I'm supposed to, because I've had, I'm stabilized on it, because I've had no reaction to it, I don't feel I need to mention it. Now, I do play with my friends. So my friends all know about my kidney issues. and The whole world knows about your kidney issues at this point. Yeah. But they know about all the different medicines that I've tried and not tried and all of this. So I might not have to have to even go into that level of detail. But if I was playing with somebody, um, went to Risque, right, a couple weeks ago and did a needle scene with somebody who I'd never seen with before, I didn't mention it. I, I didn't believe it made a difference because I'm stabilized because I didn't change anything to do with the medicine and it's stabilized. And this is a stranger to me. I don't need to let them know my entire history. Right. And you know, you have the choice of what you explain and what you don't just make damn sure that you are aware of like, even if you think sometimes, okay, this person doesn't need to know if something happens and it turns out they did need to know it is going to, come back to bite you in the ass. Like I've got a medication that I was on for a while that was on, like it was for diabetes. I'm not diabetic. It was literally because one of the side effects was for something that I needed that I was taking this medication, but it was also working with blood sugar levels and stuff like that because it is a diabetes medication. So, but I never once had to tell anybody that for a scene. It doesn't. I mean, I understand if you're doing some pickup play, you might not want to share that level of detail. I would say you need to share if it's going to impact the scene. So if the blood, if the blood pressure medication did make me woozy or lightheaded, then yes, I would absolutely have had to and should disclose that to anybody that I'm playing with. Right. And I would, but because it's had zero side effect. And as I said, 
this is not something I've been taking just a week or two. This is something I've been taking a year. And I've never once had an issue with it. So you're at stabilization point. Exactly. Completely stabilization point. And that's what I would want if I'm the top or the bottom. There's very little difference for me personally in my expectations. Now, let's talk about some other interesting things like weed. So we're heading into the more recreational as opposed to medical. Yes. Well, I mean, weed can be medical. Some people use it for medical. One of the things that came up is people who are chronic pain sufferers. Now, I have, you know, weed is legal and we have dispensaries in D.C. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to, to get. And there were several people in my sphere who did take it for anxiety and other issues. I've been around them. I've watched them. They never have given any of the traditional symptoms of being high that made me worry they were out of control. Mm -hmm. Then meanwhile, we did have at one party somebody who apparently was not a usual participant who took some. Oh, that was obvious. He was flying higher than a kite. So you want to hear something funny about me? I would love to. If I get high, I do not get I'm more slap happy right now because from from not getting enough sleep and more silly than I ever am when I'm high. When I get high, I am deadpan. No sense of humor whatsoever. Extremely dry. My husband said something funny and I went, I just stared at him. And he's like, okay. Because normally I'd be giggling my ass off at some, some joke that he said. All I did was stare. And then I looked at him and I was like, that's not funny. What and he's like, Jesus Christ, what happened? Usually people who get high are more giggly. Nope. You have the opposite? Opposite effect. 100% opposite effect. Want to know a secret about me? Yeah. I've never had weed. That's actually not. I already knew that one. Well, but they didn't. Okay. Well, here you go, guys. Rara's never had weed. She's probably not going to at this point. I've only done it a couple of times and that was enough for me. I, I don't like not having a sense of humor. I was fully aware that I didn't have a sense of humor. And the other thing I was trying to get him to do was, oh, okay. So the first time I did it, I was completely deadpan. And then I guess it like lessened a little bit. So I was just on that cusp and I insisted on watching the Disney short Jack-Jack attack or something like that you know the one from, from incredible from incredibles yeah. i insisted on watching not even the short it was literally that scene from incredibles 2 when jack jack comes in jack jack comes into his powers yeah. i made him play that thing 10 times in a row couldn't stop laughing it was the only that got you it was the only thing that was funny well i mentioned <laughs> weed not because i judge um it's i mean I Again, I say this. I'm Gen X. I'm old. I was raised on the weed is the gateway drug. If you take weed, you'll start taking all the other stuff. So that's sort of why I never took it. And even now that I understand that that's not true. It's kind of inaccurate. It's, yeah. <laughs> and I do, I, I do understand all the medicinal advantages of it. I take CBD on a regular basis. Right? So for me, again, it would come down to what's your judgment? Are you acting like somebody's? Are you acting like a person that I would expect to be if you're high? Like that one gentleman who was flying higher than a kite. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could barely get up the stairs. He was so obviously is intoxicated. The right word too, if it's under the influence. Under the influence. Versus, altered. Altered. There we go. Um, versus the people I know who regularly smoke a little bit here and there to calm their nerves to deal with pain. So I, it's not that I'm going to say 
absolutely no. It's everything is depends. Everything, you know? yeah. It's it's all relative. Like I know somebody that I'm very close to that smokes it uh, pretty much every day because they're severely ADD and their brain goes 10 million miles a second normally. So they smoke to calm that down so that their brain doesn't feel like it's on fire all the time. Right. And as with as with many things, you build up a tolerance, a tolerance to it. Yeah. And you're okay. The same way you've got what they call like functioning alcoholics, right? People who you find out years later, they were alcoholics, like, but they could still Dick Van Dyke came to work every day, did his job the way he was supposed to do. He's a functioning alcoholic. Really? You didn't know that? No. Surprise. Yes. Really? Yes. Man, he's hilarious. That totally makes sense now. <laughs> See, I know who that was. Oh, thank God. Is, is he still alive? He's still alive. Oh, is. I know who that is, obviously. Because well, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Thank you. Well, And the Dick Van Dyke show. Well, I didn't watch that one. I'm for, sure. For Mary Poppins. Hell yes. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Bert. Yes. No Ernie. Just Bert. Just Bert. Just Bert. But it it really, it's about your comfort levels. And it's about, we talk about risk profiles. So it's about what am I comfortable doing and playing with and making sure that my partner, one of the things for me, especially as an impact top, because I'm newer as an impact top, I do not want a bottom who has taken anything that is going to impair their ability to feel pain. I need them to feel the pain so we don't take too much. So for example, right, we had last night this new gentleman. It's his first time bottoming. He wanted to try both impact and electro. And you and I discussed it with him and talked Mm -hmm. about the fact that if he did electro first, it meant he could take more pain. Right. He would be more like he would be more likely to take more an impact because from the electro he would be kind of high, the adrenaline and dopamine would be going, the endorphins would be going. So all of that would equal him being able to go further in impact. And Rara specifically said, no. No, because I needed him to feel everything at the proper level so that he could take, um, that he wouldn't take too much. Right. You needed a baseline. You know, the same way why we talk about within subspace. Once somebody hits subspace, that they could take more, but you don't do that to them. Mm-hmm. I need to know that you can feel pain properly so you know when to stop. I don't want you taking more than you should and then have regrets the next day. There, there would be nothing I, I personally as a top would hate more than the next day you're going, God, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And because, you know, you're going to be sore the next day no matter what. As someone who's sitting on a very sore ass right now is agreeing with you. Yes. Yeah. She when I got here, the first thing she did was look at my ass and she pulled her pants down and mooned me. I did. And all I saw was these little like holes, (laughs) not the normal hole either. It was like a whole bunch of little tiny spiky hole things. And I'm like, pull your pants up, Rara. (laughs) I can't help it. I want to show off my holes. (laughs) You. Wow. You did that to yourself. I know. I'm funny. Okay. <laughs> you just keep thinking that. We'll just pat you on the head. Thank you. I'm okay with that. I tell you, just smile and humor me. I'm really good with that. <laughs> She's smiling and nodding, folks. I mean, with a very creepy smile on my face right now, too, because I was like, no, you're not right. Okay. So we've talked about the fact that when I am the top, I need to make sure that my bottom 
is in a good place and can feel properly and can consent properly. Now let's do it from the other side. And I'm the bottom and my top is the one who might be under the influence. Um, that I'm definitely not comfortable with ever. I don't. It's it's my personal opinion. It's my personal risk profile. But if I'm going to be subjecting myself to someone else being in control and doing stuff, I want them to be in control of themselves. Yeah. Fully. Some of the things that can happen if somebody is under the influence is it will affect the communication ability. I mean, come on, right? Have you ever been drunk and <laughs> you can't speak? Yeah. I mean, it's even worse than the way we are right now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. My very first time drinking, I said, I was at a party. I was like, hey, to my friend, if I'm if I start slurring my speech, take me home. But it came out, if I start slurring my speech, bring me home. So it was too late. Yeah, she was like, all right, we're out. <laughs> You know, communication is the foundation of what we do. We have to be able to communicate. And if you are under the influence of drugs or alcohol, there is so much greater chance that there's going to be miscommunication, misunderstanding, and that's when mistakes will happen. That's when shit goes down. Shit goes down and it can be something as simple as just hurt feelings or it can be worse. We had a situation at a party. I was wondering if you were going to bring that one up. Where this was a top that was under the influence. Now, in fairness to the top, they did tell the bottom, I am under the influence. Is this okay with you? And the bottom did say yes. Was this the one where the bottom gave the top the influencing product? Yes. Yes. And so the bottom was fully aware of what was going right. on. And the bottom was absolutely consented to allowing the top to continue the scene. Fully informed, fully consented. Right. Mistakes were made. Big mistakes. And these mistakes resulted. It was a fire cupping scene. And these mistakes resulted in fire in the wrong places and second and third degree burns. And a emergency room trip, I believe. Oh, definitely. Yes. Uh, luckily for luckily for our group, we do have quite a few medical professionals. Well, we got really lucky. Um, fire was put out immediately. the The bottom was being was being dealt with by medical professionals. The top was freaked out, mm -hmm. understandably so. Freaked out. Some of us were dealing with the top, calming them down. I mean, it was a shit show. Yeah. And again, let me reiterate, in fairness, the bottom knew the top was under the influence and consented, but bad things happened. Yeah, and it's definitely caused some issues in the community for a while. Well, there was a lot of because not everybody was aware of all the information. So that's the other thing. I mean, I, I told somebody the other day, your reputation in the community is everything. Mm -hmm. And when your reputation gets fucked, you get fucked and not in the fun way. And that kind of fucked the top's reputation for a long time. Then, believe it or not, when the information was more available that the bottom gave the substance to the top, was fully aware of it, now that person's reputation is altered? Well, not, I... Not destroyed. Not as bad. Not destroyed, but a little a little questioned. Right? But but that's the point. If If everybody had just said, we're not going to play then none of this would have happened. I mean, 
it could have been so much worse. It also could happen when they're not under the influence. You know, accidents happen. We did have, we, we had an instance at a party where there was a technical malfunction of equipment. And again, medical professionals were called in and it was, you know, it was a thing. Right. But shit happens even when you're not under the influence. So upping the risk, that's, you know, that's your choice. But be aware that when shit goes down, it's going to go down. Yeah. If you're playing under the influence, while you might think, and I know people who will do this, they say, I like to have a, a drink or two before I bottom because it helps reduce my anxiety. I appreciate their desire to want to reduce the anxiety, but now you're introducing other things into the bloodstream that is going to affect maybe your fight or flight mindset. It's going to be altered. You might not be able to reach subspace because of it, or you can't properly feel the pain and you might not stop a scene when you should. Yeah, you might even, you go nonverbal sometimes. Um, I've done that. I've done that when I'm sober. I've done that when I'm under the influence of a little too much to drink. And you just kind of, you're off in la-la land, but not the subspace la-la mm-hmm. land. And then you just kind of forget. Right. Part of what anxiety does for you is it's part of your natural instincts that keep you out of trouble. Because it's your sixth sense or your intuition. Your gut. Your gut, right? And if you are muting it with alcohol, then that's going to be a problem in the scene. Will you notice safe word when you mm-hmm. should? Well, what about somebody that has an anxiety disorder? Like I it's just an over overstimulated sense of, of anxiety all the time. There are other ways to handle that. Um, there, I would rather somebody like that smoked a little weed, then drank. And if they've got regular anxiety, then they're probably smoking that weed regularly or they're on anti-anxiety pills. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all about the tolerance level. It's all about your stabilization point. Right. And opinion time here. I'm going to big flashing. This is absolute opinion. If you are so anxious that you need about doing a scene that you need alcohol to get to the scene, Stop and ask yourself, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah, why do you need it? Do you really need the scene that badly? You know, why are you are you anxious about the scene because you don't trust the top? Are you anxious about the scene because you don't trust yourself? Are you anxious about the scene because you're worried about the pain? I mean, these are all the things you have to stop and ask. And instead of drinking the alcohol to get you through it, I would rather you sit down with me, let's say you're my bottom, and say, okay, I'm really anxious about the pain. That happened with my second scene last night. He's like, first time scene, I'm really anxious. It may be too much pain. And we were able to talk and I was able to explain things to him in such a way that that took care of the anxiety. Mm -hmm. He didn't need to do drugs or alcohol to deal with the anxiety. We were able to communicate and work it out. And I think that's a healthier way to do it. Let me tell you, I watched that scene. I had a very good vantage point. My voyeur was so happy watching this because that man was squirming and writhing and moaning and enjoying himself so much. The sounds I got out of him. 
I'm not even into the into the audio, and it was fun. I was standing there watching with another audio file, and we were clutching each other, <laughs> just going, oh, oh, "Oh, this is great!" Right. Now, look, I'm I'm not advocating that you shouldn't have any alcohol. I think it again, it comes down to you personally. Are you somebody who has a glass of wine every night for dinner? You probably have adjusted to it. I know for me, and Dara's talked about it. Yeah, we, we don't handle our alcohol very well. No, lightweight, lightweight, lightweight. Right. <laughs> and I don't, I don't serve alcohol at my parties. I might occasionally, if I have an extra bottle of wine, since I don't drink it, I leave it out. Hardly ever does anybody open it. But I don't sit and say, you can't. Mm-hmm. But I do make it crystal clear to them that if I think for even a second that you are intoxicated, I, as the host slash dungeon monitor, will not, A, will not allow you to play, and B, will steal your car keys and not allow you to drive home. Yes, You are welcome to sleep on my very comfortable sofa. All right. I think we should talk about the kink where you, uh, what's it it called? Where you're Ah, like an influence kink or- The intoxication intoxication kink. kink. Right. I'm going to preface this by saying, we are not saying do this. Nope. We're not saying don't do this. Listen, we are just saying it exists. This is massively edge play. Advanced kink for sure. Very advanced. So if this is a you thing, for the love of God, don't do it with new people. Please. Don't. Um, this is something you need to work your way up to. All right. So basically, I know three people with this kink. I'm sure there's a lot more, but I, you, you I personally, personally know, know three yeah. people with this kink. And- it is the forced intoxication. One person likened it to CNC. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I do have a CNC kink, but I would, that, the alcohol part, that to me is one fucking giant red. Yeah, I know. I was not witness to it because actually I had been asked to not witness it. Oh. Well, the, talk about stigma, mm-hmm. right? You are taught when you enter this lifestyle, don't drink and kink. Yeah. That's one of the first things we, we all know. Right. No being under the influence. It is very bad to kink while under the influence, no matter what. So he did not want, I don't know if witnesses is the right word, but he knew it would make people uncomfortable. And so it was done behind closed doors, very privately. And he, it was forced Forced intoxication, yeah. Now, we say forced, but let's be honest, he consented to it. So forced is an interesting word in this. It's, well, when we do the C&C scene, we're going to explore that. Yeah. It's consensual forcing. Yes. So, like, it's one of those things where, like, yes, I've pre-negotiated this. I know exactly what the limits are. My partner knows exactly what the limits are. It's, It's a form of role play where you all know your lines. You all know where you're stopping. But the dominant in this scene will say, drink. Now, let's be clear. We're talking about the bottom being drunk. Right. Not the top. Nope. I think that's one of the things everybody kind of agreed on that we've talked to. It's it's the bottom that's being forced to drink. Yes. And sometimes it's you're drinking and then maybe there's sex involved. Maybe there's impact involved. But it's all very finely negotiated. While everybody is sober and not under the influence. No negotiation happens. 
while drinking. Yeah. It all takes place between partners who have the utmost trust in them. Usually longstanding partners. You have to know that the person who you are sitting with is not going to take advantage of you, is not going to push you too far. I mean, let's face it. There's such a thing as alcohol poisoning. You force too much alcohol in them, you could risk killing them. Yep. So this is why this is advanced edge play. It's, I don't, I'm not into CNC, so I don't understand this other than on an intellectual basis of, oh, okay, this is CNC. You like CNC. You would like this. I, I mean, I can go off on it, but it's the wrong episode. It's a it's a humiliation aspect. It's a being fully under another person's control part of it. It's it's part of that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's fun. They enjoy it as with any kink. It does it for them. Yeah. It just, everybody that we've talked to, like one of the limitations of this, somebody said that it always has to be done within their own home. One, for safety reasons. Two, because it's a longstanding partner and they know what's going on in that person's home, in the bottom's home. And three, because of the stigma that's involved in it, you don't want to do it in a public area because people are going to come after you. And I think four, it's not even allowed in dungeons. It's one of the ones where like, you know, blood play is is a lot of the ones that is not necessarily allowed in dungeons or bodily fluid stuff is not allowed in dungeons. This is another one that's mostly not allowed in dungeons. Most dungeons don't serve alcohol. For just this reason. And if they do, they have a two drink maximum. You know, our our local dungeons, one has no alcohol at all. One allows alcohol. I've actually been at an event and watched a woman who was clearly drunk. Mm-hmm. You know the science, guys. Mm-hmm. You know. Clearly drunk and went to go do scenes. And I was certainly uncomfortable. The group that I was with was also uncomfortable. But, you know, here's what So she said yes, right? She consented while she was drunk. Yeah. Is that really consent? That's not consent. Sorry. No, no, it's not. We at, uh, at football, there was a girl, the first one on my table, I could see she had already had a couple of drinks, but she was in that tipsy phase where she's like really happy and like, oh my God, yes, this is happening. But she made some mistakes because she was new. She climbed up on the table while I already had my demo bottom on the table. And I was like, huh, okay, we'll go with this. Demo bottom knew exactly what was happening, turned around and held the person. It was like, okay, this is what's happening. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just do a couple of little things just to give you a taste, but I'm not doing a full scene on you. So she, she knelt on my table. The demo bottom was still there keeping an eye. And I did a few little things. And then I told her, I was like, all right, you need to go. She came back maybe 20 minutes later for round two, maybe half an hour, completely fucking wasted. Couldn't stand, was leaning, listing over to the side, eyes half closed, completely glazed, standing in line saying, I want another scene. I didn't get a full scene. Yes, that's correct. You did not. No, you did not. And you are not going to. I I actually got somebody to go get a DM and remove her because I was like, I am not doing any kind of scene with you. You are blasted. Right. I've had people at um, people at events before who were so drunk that they crawled underneath my table to look at the face of the person who was on my table because you know how it has on the, the massage table, on the massage the table down, has the right? cutout. Yeah. They crawled underneath the table to, to look at the face of the person who was laying face down. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that's just 
rude. And second of all, we're live. It's electricity. Get the fuck out of the area. Yeah. Now, here's what's interesting. You knew something was going on, whether they were drunk, whether they were high on weed, whether they were high on other, you know, drugs. or, yeah. But one of the things as we talked about, right, we're going to kind of, I know we're all over the place today, guys. Sorry, we're tired. Um, Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) You're used to that from us. As we've talked about, that influence doesn't necessarily have to be illegal substances or alcohol. It could be you're tired, you're exhausted. I mean, right? Have you ever been so tired you can barely keep your eyes open? Yep. That's no time to be doing a scene. This morning. <laughs> what about, so last night, your your bottom, his first time, you wanted to do two scenes, one with you, one with me, very different specialties. He got off of your... um. St. Andrew's Sandra's Cross, cross yep. and what does it say? X frame. Same got, thing, yeah. Yeah, got off of your X mm-hmm. and set, laid down on the floor immediately. It was yeah. so cute. I Well, I told him he needed to sit down because I could see he was wobbly and he's a bigger guy than me, so there was no way I could carry him. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only so much I could do. So he, I went to sit him down and next thing I know, he was laying down. <laughs> yeah, and he stayed down for a while <laughs> and then uh, got up after a bit, went over to the carpeted area. a more area, comfortable place to lay down. down on that and then was sitting in the chair during your scene. At the end of your scene, when I could actually go back over to my stuff again, I walked up to him and I said, you're still high. We're not seeing. And he goes, I kind of figured that. I was like, you're still completely off the charts, you will not be able to negotiate a scene with me because, again, Electro is edge play. You're not you're not ready for it. He was upset, but he got it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I've I've had scenes where, you know, you've got a top who's really angry. Do you really want them taking it out on you? No. You know, I talked about with Simple Beauty. Sometimes our scenes are that way, but our scenes were that way after we had known each other for over a year so that I had trust that as even if she was angry and wanted to beat somebody up, she was not going to go past what I could take. She was not going to ignore safe words. Mm-hmm. The, the hits might be a little harder, faster. Mm-hmm. You know, there was usually less Better, warm up. faster, stronger. Yeah. There was usually less warm up in those scenes because it was like, I, I don't have time to, have to warm up. I just need to start hitting things. But those types of scenes I would not have done with her in the early stages of our of our relationship. It, I wouldn't have had the faith that e- she still had control over herself because that's what it comes down to: control over yourself. So you were a consensual consensual punching bag. Yes. And then actually, sometimes when you were angry and you needed to release some tension, you were like, "Hey, beat me." Well, that's usually when I play with John, and then I brat, and he hits me harder. Okay, can we talk about what he did last night? He didn't hit her harder. He <laughs> oh, hit no, her, he was so mean. He hit he her softer. It, he figured it out. I wasn't responding, apparently, in the appropriate way he wanted. So instead of hitting me with the hard stuff, which I like, he just took his rabbit fur and rubbed it over my butt. Hey, guess who told him about that? You did. I did. He, you also told him about the whistling, you fucking I bitch. did not. You did because you put it in the podcast and he happened to. Well, I think it was his, it was one of his partners who told him because yeah, he's she behind. She listened to the podcast because she's 
like she listens to it regularly and she told him it wasn't me but i sure as fuck told him yeah so can i just tell her stop giving away my secrets to him he's behind let him catch up and figure them out on his own don't help him she's definitely not gonna don't help him but i am definitely 100 percent, and i will take full credit for this the one that gave him the idea to hit you softer because as you keep saying on the podcast, so he would have figured it out eventually, I just assisted that hitting a masochist harder makes them happy, which makes them brat more because they want to ask for it more. So doing the opposite is the punishment. I really need to stop giving away all my secrets. Oh, my God, though. It was. Why do you think I stayed for the scene? No, it was it was when he whistled and I I sat up. I was on a spanking bench and I sat up and I yelled, fuck you. And he responded, fuck you is not a safe word. <laughs> and then he kept doing it. <laughs> and then I said, he goes, so what are you saying? I said, I'm reading on the whistling. And then other people in the party started whistling. Including too. you. Oh, at that point, it was just funny. I wasn't you, amused. You read it to John. You didn't read to me or whoever the fuck else was I whistling. I read it on whistling. <laughs> but yeah, so John asked me at a munch, at your munch. Fucking shit. People what to do in this, in this situation. And I was like, okay, here's what you do. Did you not see me hanging around and, and leaning over him, whispering no. in his ear half the night? That's what we were talking about. I know he said to me, He'd been planning things and people helped him. I didn't realize you were the traitor. Traitor? That's such a harsh word. Traitor. I think helper. Traitor. Helper. Should we do a poll? Traitor or helper? Yes. (laughs) Is Dara a traitor? Or a lovely helper? I, you know what this means? What? This graphic. Means war. Means graphic. Oh, graphic. Okay. I thought it was like war. Put your war paint on. And we already, we could do war. That's easy. We do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot. <laughs> Yo, definitely a graphic. I think, I think this is a very interesting, um, yeah. And th- I'm pretty impressed because look how far we've gone before we've totally veered off topic. This is a record for us. Wow. It's, it's like the end of the episode. We stayed on track Back- for most of an episode. Right? What the fuck? we gonna do that's so bad though because people have come to expect us to be terrible at this <laughs> and start the episode with giggle fits we had that i did remember i i giggled, oh. i i did giggle silently i didn't remember what it was about i don't either but it was like an on topic yes this is not no <laughs> are you so proud of us no i'm sorry i like it when we do it in the beginning it sets <laughs> the mood <laughs> I think the problem is her mood right now was just <laughs> I'm mood. <laughs> now I'm picturing a cow going mood. <laughs> now we've so gone off topic. Graphic. And you know what's really strange is we are recording for the first time using our way cool new equipment. Oh yeah. And so she's mooing directly in my ear. Moo. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got our like with our patron money, we got our new box, our new sound box. And, we've and got- it's wonderful and I love it. And my audio file is so happy right now. Oh, it's bouncing a little bit. It's weird. Maybe that's why we stayed on topic the whole time. It's like, because we can actually hear ourselves now. <laughs> we'll have to see if this is, cons- if this is consistent or if we still manage. Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> no, it's way more fun the other way. 
And we don't drink. We never have done a podcast under the influence of alcohol. Just we coffee. We only need one drink each. <laughs> Didn't we say we were going to do like a special episode? We've done, we've threatened this multiple times. Yeah, doing a bonus episode. We'd only drunk. need one drunk, one, one drunk each. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> we would be one drunk each. <laughs> one drink because we're lightweights. Because yeah. if my, see, for me, the choice is kinking or drinking. I'm going for kinking every time. I like that. Kinking or drinking? That's, I feel like that's another graphic and another poll. Which do you prefer? Kinking, kinking or, or drinking? drinking? I love when the, when the graphics just write themselves. They Beautiful. really do. <laughs> and also, moo. D. <laughs> What's the D at the end? A mood. mood. Got it. I got it. <laughs> Took you a minute. At least. <laughs> okay, four hours sleep here. And I did four scenes. So that's one hour of sleep per scene. I feel like you need more than that to catch up. I did an impact scene with somebody who's new to me, an impact scene with somebody who's brand new. I did my usual bottoming for John. And then in between the the first and the second impact scene, I kind of got a little bored. So I stapled myself. Rara got bored at her own party. Because I was just waiting and I'm like going, I need to do something. So I stapled myself. Well, I started out the night in a really great way. I did a holiday. I don't know what the fuck you would even call it. it just, turned- so, just so you know, this is how far in advance we record these yeah. things. Oh, yeah. We did it at a holiday party. Yeah. That's, we're like a month and a half behind now. But yeah. holy shit, So this dude. is the past in the future. But that is also right now. That's exactly. Not That's not confusing at all. <laughs> Okay, so we did the time warp, and uh, that's ha- that happened. Time warp again. Yes, Just sorry. a jump to the left. And then a step to the right. right. Okay, wrong season. <laughs> anyway, so we uh, so I lit people up. I had a net of lights and, like, three garlands of tinsel, and I wrapped three people up in all of that, and I electrode it, and it was amazing. <laughs> we had fun. I got a bit high from that scene, I got to say. That was awesome. That was my that favorite is, scene ever. That to me is the best high. Not that I can compare it because I've never done the other high. But I, the high of getting my tops last night, my bottoms last night, I got giggles. Mm-hmm. I got moans. Yeah, you did. As I told one of them, I now know what you sound like when you have an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty embarrassed. Huh? <laughs> oh, it was great. Okay. So that about wraps that up. Kink influ- Kinking under the influence. Don't. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> That that was that was the conclusion. I mean, we decided don't. N- well, well, it's our opinion. It's our opinion. We choose not to, but other people. It depends on the influence of what I think is the consensus. Right. And keep in mind, and again, how much by influence, it's so much more than just drugs and alcohol. Yeah, it's also your mental state. Your if you're tired, not tired, hungry, not hungry, and keep in mind medications that you take on a regular basis if you are stabilized on them if you're not having any side effects you're, you're good to go you're probably fine if you're stabilized that's the entire point of the medications is to be stabilized so instead of kinking under the influence we want kinking while stabilized well that's the that's the preference yeah that sounds boring though yes kinking while stabilized it's such a clinical term i don't know what to do with that one but yeah. i guess it works <laughs> we'll figure it out all right Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. 
follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash Podcast. And check out our Pink Kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.